You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, welcome Major League Rugby fans to another great episode of the MLR Rant Podcast Show. My name is Ty Braga. Joining me, of course, that familiar sounding uh, voice of Rob the Hammer Hammerschmidt. And also, we have the man of the moment. We introduce Cam Kilgore of the Kanaloa Hawaii Rugby Team. Cam, welcome to the show, my friend. Thanks, guys, and aloha, everybody. Uh, really love the show and uh, appreciate you having me on. Excellent. Well, Cam, it's been pretty exciting leading up to this. Uh, there's been much anticipated this interview because obviously all the rugby fans out there want to be able to learn what is taking place, what are the rumblings in Hawaii, and what does it mean? So that's why we're here to be able to figure that out. And today's show, just to be able to let our viewers know, is brought to you in part by the World Rugby Hub as a media, social media partner. They've been doing a great job of helping us engage the audience, not only at home here in the U.S., but also as far out as the Pacific Islands, New Zealand, and Australia, because there is a lot of attention on Hawaii right now. So between myself and Rob, we're going to go ahead and fire a few questions your way and tell us where we are so far in the Hawaii bid. So from myself, I wanted to be able to, first of all, uh, give you an opportunity to introduce yourself to those that are watching. So Cam, let us know who you are, what you do, and how did you come to be a part of this? Yeah, well, I've um, had a 15, 16-year career in uh, professional rugby uh, and amateur rugby. Um, I've, I've worked with uh, super rugby teams, the Blues, uh, the Chief Schools, um, Crusaders. I was the rugby manager of South Canterbury and had a lot to do with the junior Crusaders and hosted a couple of Crusaders home games. Um, I've, I've had a lot of work to do in the Pacific recently. I've, I've been a part of the Cook Islands International 15s and 7s team. So, yeah, five years um, looking after a Tier 3 Pacific Island nation. Um, that, If you want me to get into that, I'll have to be another show because right. about Level 3 and how World Rugby treats uh, Tier 3 nations. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, and, and then I've, I've been, up in, uh, been up in the States uh, helping set up the LA franchise and helping with the uh, Austin takeover. Um, and yeah, I just have a passion for rugby. I love rugby and I love the States and, and the MLR competition is 
is fantastic. And and I know the Pacific and Hawaii needs to be there. Right. And, you know, I think every Kiwi feels this way, is that when you are from New Zealand, rugby is just so entrenched in the culture that you almost can't escape it, but it's driven by such passion uh, and it's taken you all around the world. But I think a lot of people want to know is how did it take you to Hawaii? Yeah, well, I think it was probably to do with the five years I've spent with Cook Islands Rugby and and, and being involved in Pacific Island Rugby. Um, Hawaii Hawaii to New Zealand is um, is where we started. That's where that's where our people come from. So Hawaii is the Pacific, and I've always, even when I was in the states with LA and Austin, I, I've thought that um, Hawaii that's where the talent comes from. This is where the states and and uh, Canada could benefit from having. Hawaiians or developing Hawaiians um, and, and creating a pathway for them into professional rugby and then international rugby. So, um, you know, COVID came along and uh, it, it, you know, I'd sort of been working on it um, since December. We've got a, re- I've got a really good team um, helping out there too. And, um, and yeah, COVID came along and, and uh, Colorado unfortunately fell away and it just gave an opportunity for, you know, why have an uneven um, team competition. Let's let's do this. You know, we've got really good support in Hawaii. We've got the locals on board. We've got the Hawaiian government, Hawaii tourism, um, hotels, airline. Um, so let's let's do it. We can do this. Um, I, I think I said to someone the other day, nothing's difficult in this world. You know, we've we've just had one person from China have a bowl of soup and shut the world down. <laughs> they don't tell me nothing's impossible or anything's impossible because it's it's definitely not. So, um, but the support we've had has been fantastic. Um, we want to be the Chicago Bulls of rugby. Um, you know that the documentary that the Last Dance um, basketball wasn't that big before Michael Jordan. Well, we're going to find the Michael Jordan of of rugby. We're going to find the new Jonah Lomu, and he's going to be a Hawaiian kid coming out of high school. It's going to be huge. And he's going to take the world by storm. And uh, we're going to create huge talent for the U.S. Eagles and and, um, the Canadian team as well. So um, that's really important for me is to is to see more Hawaiians and and, and to see really see America get into that top eight of world rugby. That's that's what I'm passionate about. You know, I'm obviously from New Zealand. I love the All Blacks, but. I've always had something for American rugby. I've, I've, I remember watching the the Eagles play the All Blacks at a World Cup, and it's and it's always um, always wanted to help um, USA rugby. So there you go. So you looked at that game, and you're like, these boys need some help. Yeah, <laughs> well, they didn't do too bad. They didn't do too bad, but they do need help now. They do need help now. So uh, yeah, they didn't do too good in Chicago a couple of years ago. I was there and. Yeah. How cool was that? A full full stadium. Amazing. Amazing. It it was amazing. Some an electric atmosphere for sure. So Kanaloa Rugby is the name of the Hawaiian bid for an MLR franchise. What is the ethos that serves as the foundation behind the bid? I don't think many people know about this, and I think it's critical uh, that they understand what this bid is about and what this ethos is about and how it's the foundation for your bid? Yeah, that's great. Uh, great question. And, and Kanaloa um, stands for um, the God of the Sea. Um, and that's a that's very well known across the Pacific. Um, you know, the Pacific Islanders were the first people ever to, to explore the world. Um, but where the Pacific Island ethos is family, culture, community, 
and and looking after one another. So we're going to be a we're going to be the first professional Pacific Island rugby team in the world. So that's something World Rugby have promised for a long time. And um, I think 25% of the world's um, professional rugby players are from the Pacific Islands. And the superstars are Pacific Islanders. So it just makes sense. Um, but we're going to support our players on and off the field really well. We're, we're going to have a, a, a level playing field. We're going to, if a, if a Tongan international wants to go play for Tonga, we're going to support him 100%. We're not going to stop him. We're actually going to support his family. We're going to keep paying him. We're going to we're going to do stuff that no professional um, side's ever done before. We're going to make sure that the players in our team play international rugby for who they should be playing for. Um, and that's uh, yeah, it covers a, a fair bit of, of what we're trying to do, but we really want to develop professional rugby players from Hawaii. We want to give them an opportunity to to become a professional rugby player and to and to play international rugby. That's really important for us. Right. And it is a wonderful message that you guys are obviously presenting. And as you so rightly pointed out, this would be the first pro rugby organization in the Pacific Islands. So it obviously is going to garner some fantastic support. But in the interim, what has been leading up to this, there's been quite a few rumblings online, social media. People have been wondering, how is this possible? I mean, the obvious challenge that people are talking about, travel and accommodation. What are your thoughts there, Cam? Yeah, they're, they're the big, big questions. And, and when we first set out and looked at this and we put it down on a piece of paper, that was the key um, issue um, that we had to overcome. It was, was making sure that there was no additional cost to any of the other MLR franchises. And that was really important for us. So like I said, we've had great support from hotels in a, in a, um, in a local Hawaiian airline. Um, so we, we have said to uh, MLR that, that we would cover all that. So that's really important for us. So um, yeah, right. we don't want there to be any additional costs. And I mean, and I've heard um, time zone issues and all sorts of issues, but, but like I said, anything's possible. I mean, if we have to play in Honolulu at two o'clock in the afternoon or one thirty in the afternoon, <laughs> we'll do it. We'll do it, and the beer will be cold and the supporters will be loud. So we're going to make sure that um, that we work with everybody and 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 we want to right. We want to um, Hawaiians or Pacific Islanders love to help people and love to welcome people to 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 where we're from. So the hospitality that we're going to provide to away teams is going to be first class. Um, they're going to have great facilities to train, awesome hotels to stay in, beautiful beach to look at, and um, we're just going to make sure that they they don't want to go. Right. So let's move forward. If granted a franchise by Major League Rugby, when does Kanaloa Rugby plan to compete fully in the MLR? Yeah, well, if, if we get the license um, this weekend um, that we're hoping to, um, we will be kicking off in February 2021. I think it's the 12th, 12th and the 13th is when uh, is when the competition kicks off. And we we've been working um, a long time. Um, I was going to say our butts off. I don't know if I can say that on this show, but you can say you just did. I think yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> we have been. We've been working very hard to uh, in February 2021 is our goal. We've got the right people. We've got the right boss. We've got a a female. Samoan, half Samoan CEO, and that's world. That's that's never happened before. Right. So, 
She is fantastic. She's going to um, change the game. She's going to, uh, we all want to work under her and we all want to be a part of her her journey. So um, just right. that is, is a game changer, especially in the States. So yeah. <laughs> so Cam, are you are you willing to be able to tell us that name? Oh, Tracy Atunga. Okay. Tracy, Tracy is Fantastic. her name. She is our CEO, um, and uh, she she's played uh, international women's rugby for Samoa. Wow, there we yeah, go. She's got a, a record. I think she was the first ever rugby player to wear the number twenty three jersey because it was it was that. Changeover where they added right. That's true. Yeah, we added an extra player. Yeah, the was yeah. The first yeah. So that's a she's. I think she's got a world record there. But, yeah. Um, yeah. She's she's great. We've also got Mick Byrne as our head coach. We've got Tamadi okay. Ellison. Tamadi Ellison is our assistant coach. Um, we are going to be appointing other coaches and personnel uh, from Hawaii. Um, but yeah, we've just got a fantastic team together. Uh, they all understand culture. Um, Matt Tinger, who's Tracy's wife, uh, Tracy's husband. Right. Uh, he, he's going to, uh, he's running our high performance and, uh, and our academies and our development and our recruiting. So we've just got a yeah really fantastic Pacific Island driven, culture driven team that's going right. to uh, take this, take us to the next step. Absolutely. And, um, you know, moving forward to yet another question I think is on the minds of many of our followers on the MLR rant and the on the MLR fan zone none of the major sports franchises there are five sports franchises including the MLS have a US presence in Hawaii i mean the closest that we've gotten is the NFL's all pro game and that's now in Orlando what makes this attempt at a professional sports franchise in Hawaii a different endeavor for you guys I think I sort of said it before. We've got we've got the culture. We've got the right people on board. We've got a, a female Pacific Island CEO. Right, we've that's groundbreaking in the industry and yeah. in sports. Anywhere, any sport, any sport. Yeah, yeah, we've got we've got Mick Byrne, the best schools coach in the world. He's won two World Cups. Boom! Drop the mic. Walk away. Yeah. <laughs> um, we've got Tamidi Ellison, who was a who was an All Black. Um, He's just got he's got culture written all over him. He he loves culture. He, that's what he brings into environments. Um, and just the, the passionate people that we have on board. Um, not not saying anything against the other um, sports, but this is what Hawaii needs. Hawaii needs a professional rugby team. And uh, yeah, you just wait and see what it's going to do for for the USA international team as well. It's going to be massive. Right. So it looks like uh, Rob has been benched uh, so far, so he'll be coming back in a moment. But I love what you talk about is the passion, the culture. Uh, it's so crucial to be able to set up, hey, Rob, welcome back. And uh, so, you know, you hit the nail on the head is you got to get the right people involved. The leadership there is, is at that core. Sounds like you've got great experience. Uh, with that experience, we filtered down. As you mentioned, you'll be getting local coaches involved as well. Yep. So it really is about building a community, which is something I think will uh, be core to the values of Pacific Rugby Island in general, as you so rightly pointed out. Um, Rob, seeing as you're back, I know that you had a follow-up to that one. Did you want to be able to jump in now and share that? Uh, so sure. So um, one of the big questions that a lot of folks have is, is there a plan, given the, the ethos and culture and the family values and the Hawaiian uh, values that are 
embedded in that ethos. What is your plan as far as player personnel in connection with that Hawaii ethos and Pacific Islander ethos? Yeah, well, we have um, we, in our KPIs, we've we've got a 25% um, player quota. We want to be Hawaiian. That's what we want. Um, there's also a large number of the staff in this in this professional setup that we want to be Hawaiian. Um, we're all Pacific Islanders. I'm 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 a New Zealander um, who spent five years in the Cooks. I'm a Pacific Islander. Um, hospitality, um, uh, player, and athlete support. Um, looking after our visitors is really important. Um, cheap cheap tickets. We want to make sure that everybody gets to see this awesome, the best game in the right. world. We want to make sure that um, everybody from all over Hawaii gets to come and, and um, experience what we're going to what we're going to show. We're going to have a haka before each game, home right. and away. And but when we're at home and we do our haka. We want the whole stadium to do the haka. We want to create history, and uh, we want to um, bring what it's like to to live in the Pacific. We want to bring that into uh, into our home stadium. Right. I hope that, I hope that that happens, Cam, because I think that each what makes Major League Rugby unique is that you can go to one of the different venues, whether it's Starfire or whether it's Catholic University or whether it's down there in the gold mine. And they each bring a unique flair that's native to that uh, to that region, to that area, to that city. And it sure sounds like that idea uh, fits within that South Pacific uh, flair and, and and ideal and culture that's unique to that area. So it sounds it sounds brilliant. Yeah, we're gonna have we're gonna have yeah culture. I mean, it's not just about the rugby, eh? like you said. Yeah, we're gonna right. have it's going to be a full day experience. Um, but we want to bring that education and and learning of Hawaii and the Pacific, we want to bring that on the road with us too. We want to make sure that when we play um, in New York or when we play in Seattle or um, New Orleans, we want to make sure that, you know, they, oh, all right, this is what it's like. This is what Pacific Islands is like. So we're going to um, we're going to bring and educate as well on the road. Right. So, Old fans wherever you go. Oh, for sure, for sure. So, Cam, let me just ask, uh, we just saw that uh, Doug Coyle asked a question. Will this haka be a unique haka written specifically for the Mauna Loa rugby team? Uh, Kanaloa? Yes, it will Kanaloa, be. It will, it will definitely be. It's, no, 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 that's all right. That's all right. It will be, um, it will be unique and uh, it will be as part of our culture and growing in the team environment once we get the squad together. That's what the players will create. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be very unique, and that we, like I said, we want the crowd to be able to do it as well. So it's going to be uh, going to be scary and exciting, and yeah, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. So I wanted to be able to jump in, move away from the culture aspect, and talk about the money stuff. So obviously, MLR is a business. It's an important part of it. I assume you had to be able to put this in your proposal. There are a lot of rumors that have indicated that to join the league now as year by year it has grown in strength and stature. So the commitment required from the teams that are entering becomes larger and larger in the franchise fees. And also the business plan needs to be more solid. So it is rumored in the league that you could expect franchise fees being as high as $10 million over several seasons. Um, you know, so I suppose in two parts, my question is, is, 
Can you give us an idea of the the, the commitments in, that you were required to be able to have a successful bid um, for to join the MLR? And um, you know, secondly, how do you how do you raise funds like that? Where is it coming from? Yeah, that's that's good um, for sure. The MLR are very supportive, um, and they understand that uh, they want to make sure that teams are viable and, and teams will last hopefully more than three or four years. So, right. in part of the um, application now you, you put up a, a large fee um entry fee as as all the other teams have done mm-hmm. um and then over the next three or four years they expect a certain amount of money or, or support um that that but they they put a lot of support um and budget plans um they help help with that as well um okay in terms of the ownership side of things uh we we've reached out to a number of people and we've had we, we had five um, organisations on the table to be part of our ownership group. So um, that wasn't actually an issue. It was just getting the right people, uh, making sure that that kind of lower the community and, and the ethos and what we're trying to do. You know, we've got to make sure that we have the right ownership group um, right. To, take us, to take us where we want to, where we want to go. And they've got to believe in us as well. So, um, yeah, we got down to about five um, organisations and we've got a joint ownership group um, between two of them. So, uh, I mean, down the track, we will, um, and you'll you'll know who they are, you'll you'll be um, uh, letting that information out. We'll be watching and waiting for the front of that. But you'll be very surprised. You'll be be pleasantly surprised as to who our ownership group is. Um, And... Um, it does have a all black or international rugby um, feel to it, and right. uh, yeah, some really talented uh, former. Give us a pretty players. strong hint there, Cam. I like it. Yeah, no uh, comment. Uh, yeah, yeah, so, uh, it'll yeah, turn it well, as you say, but yeah, I didn't mean to interrupt. So please continue. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, yeah. It's, uh, but we've also got America. We've got an American connection too. So okay. we wanted to make sure that uh, this was a. Like I like I said, this is a community team. So the team is owned by by our supporters, by our members, by the Pacific, by the Hawaiians. Um, but yeah, I'm just gobsmacked by the amount of support and help that we've had from right. Hawaiians. It's just been fantastic. Hey, eh? they've just you know um, they've just got behind us. Um, they've got behind Tracy, and Tracy's been to Hawaii a number of times, and she's set up a number of networks and connections there. But the people that have come on board and, and helped in the government um, and Hawaii tourism is just oh, unreal. It is so, so cool. And, and Cam, uh, it's wonderful to hear. And we're certainly excited for you guys and that you put in this bid. And we sure hope that the result is positive and we can add franchise yet another franchise to major league rugby within the context of that. Um, any serious bid has to contain three things in their business plan, two of which you've covered. You covered the marketing strategy, you covered the financing element, but the other big piece is a stadium arrangement. Can you talk a little bit about where the matches will be played both, both in the short and the long term? And what is the vision for the administrative and training facilities that you guys have put in place or thought a little bit about? Yeah, um, another good question. Sh- short term wise, uh, again, we've had fantastic support from the government. They've they've said that uh, the Hawaiian government and uh, uh, they're, they're supporting us one hundred and ten percent. So short term wise, we 
we're looking at a at a small venue, like a, a ten thousand seat stadium, a bit like Bold Stadium in Austin, something that you can uh, put up in um, three or four months. Um, and and that way we can we start small, we create a, a really positive um, membership group. Um, but we we know we're not going to have any issue selling out our stadiums. Um, uh, and then long term long term wise, um, Aloha Stadium has been very very supportive of us, and they want us to be the professional sports team that plays out of Aloha Stadium because we will be the only professional sports team that plays out of Aloha Stadium. So their government at the moment is putting a large amount of money into redeveloping Aloha Stadium, and I think it's uh, creating a thirty-five. Um, thousand, so they're going down um, in their capacity, but they're creating a brand new facility that's going to be world class. Um, we're going to be, we'll, we'll be the rugby um, guardians of that stadium. So we'll we'll hope to be running like an All Black versus Japan Test match or nice. USA USA nice. versus Canada. We, you know, we 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 want international rugby in Hawaii. We want the right. Japanese international team to be based in Hawaii for the World Cup. That's the type of rugby we want to bring um, to Hawaii also. We want to see the U.S. Uh, women's team play there heaps. We want a seven a, a international women's sevens tournament in Hawaii. That's what we want. Um, and Aloha Stadium and the government and the hotels and the airlines, they want that too. And especially after after COVID, it's really important that we, we don't just take, we bring in and we support Hawaii. We support the locals. We support the the workforce, the hotels, the airlines. So we've got to make sure that we bring in revenue to them as well. Um, high performance-wise, in our in our offices and gym, etc., we're going to be um, at the moment we're we're going to be um, partnering up with Hawaii University, and they, again, they've been fantastic. They've got world-class facilities, world-class staff. Um, so we're going to be using that as as our base, um, and then further down the track, who knows? But we, we've We've made sure that that's um, high on our list is to um, be a part of that development with Aloha Stadium. But yeah, we start small and we work our way to being wow. the being the greatest professional rugby team in the world. Right, big aspirations, and I tell you, myself, Rob, and I can sure I can speak for Scott would be very happy as well with the fans to be able to hear if it reaches those those scales. One of the quick questions that came up from one of our fans, Rick Collins, he had posted just a moment ago, and I thought it was a worthy question, so I wanted to shoot it at you, uh, Cam. So we've always been talking about the Hawaii rugby team, and then it evolved to become known as the Kanaloa Hawaii team. Will that be the license that's granted under that name for the MLR, or will it be change? No, that, that, is, the, um, that is the name. That is the team name. That's, that's, uh, that's what we're all about. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, that, that's a license under that uh, under that name. So, no, right. Kanaloa, Kanaloa for us is such a powerful word, and it's a god of the sea, and it's 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 all it speaks about the Pacific. It speaks about what um, what type of people we are. You know, the we travel around the world. We're the first ever Pacific Islanders, the first ever people to travel and um, explore the world. So that's what we're about, and that's what Kanaloa is all about. We're well, you guys are certainly breaking new ground, and I think that just kind of works into the mantra of what you're talking about is to be able to explore new avenues. And uh, what you're talking about, even if it only makes it halfway, is still a massive leap forward for rugby in the region and for rugby as a whole. Oh, yeah, definitely. No, we uh, The way we're getting supported and the people we have on board, and with Tracy Atinga, our CEO, leading the way, um, 
yeah, get on board. Get on board now. Get on board and be a part of our family. Come join us. Be a part of our family. We want to. I we love that energy. Yeah. Well, Cam, certainly that you have addressed and tackled, pun intended, all of the <laughs> challenges uh, that we've uh, brought to the surface here in this discussion. What were there in, in some of the discussions with uh, some of the other owners? Did they bring up any other concerns that we haven't already mentioned uh, in um, you know in a build up to this process and the potential bid? Not no, not really. Uh, the ones that we covered, you know, the the time zones, the the travel, that was it. They were they were hundred and ten percent. I always say that hundred and ten percent. There's got to be something else. But they were so behind us um, uh, as well, and they've been really really positive, um, and they've been very helpful in, in setting this up. They want fourteen teams. They want you know two conferences. I guess that's uh, and they want to travel to Hawaii. Who who wouldn't want to? Who in that time of year? Who want who wouldn't want to be? On the East Coast, coming to Hawaii for a week. Hey, yeah. Just imagine yeah. the sales pitch couldn't have been very hard. Okay, what well, yeah, right. we want to take you from the coldest place in the country and take you to the warmest place, and uh, we're going to pay for your hotel and your flight as well. You guys want to join us? Yeah, come, come. <laughs> I well, mentioned well, it's easy in that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that was, was cool. They, they really. That's that's what they wanted, and they just, uh, yeah, the the way that. Pacific Islanders are famous for hospitality. Yeah, that, that sealed the deal. Right. And, you know, you, you hit home on so many great points, and there's a lot for the fans to be able to digest. But I wanted to be able to leave them with a much clearer vision of what the next steps are. So can you can you tell us what happens between where we are right now? You have a successfully placed the bid. It's been recognized by the MLR. It's gone to vote. What's next? Yeah, well, we uh, this this coming weekend um, we are waiting for the license to be granted. So once that is granted, um, and then we expect to be on the ground end of August. So that's when we expect to we want to we want to start as, as after this weekend. We want to start talking to players. We want to be able to get a squad together. Um, you know, we're the last horse at the trough. So we've got to make sure that we um, we pick up the rest of the superstars that are playing in America and Canada and 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 Hawaii and uh, yeah, end of August we expect to be on the ground um, pumping up the first rugby ball and and uh, yeah, that's, lacing that's, up those that's, boots and getting out there. Boots, We're yeah. all eager to be able to return to rugby in the US, and uh, you know it's already a great start to being able to have three new teams in next season. I mean, it's shaping up to be, of course, the best season. It just gets better and better each year in Major League Rugby. And it's because of folks like you who are doing the hard work to be able to get it there. So for myself, the fans, and of course, my co-host, we thank you very much. And uh, one person we also like to be able to thank, and before we wrap up the show, I wanted to be able to hand it over to Rob. So Chris Shade was somebody who was on the show recently in Austin Gilgroni. And uh, he had been gracious enough to be able to dedicate his interview on the MLR rant to the charity of his choosing, which was Feeding America Foundation. Great and worthy cause. Many of you jumped on board, got those donations in, and we thank you for supporting that. And one person has been chosen to be able to receive a jersey given by Chris Shade as a gift. And I have Rob to be able to share that announcement. So, Rob, take the floor. So we want to congratulate 
Evan Mundine, 20-year-old Austin uh, supporter, uh, for being the winner of the Chris Shade Austin jersey. So we'll get uh, Evan in contact with Chris, and he'll get that jersey straight away, and it should make an awesome addition to any wall. But I think Evan in particular will be uh, keen to enjoy that one. Yeah, Yes, absolutely, right? It has to go to an Austin supporter. So I'm happy that that happened. And uh, talking about kit stuff, uh, when can we hope to see something from Canaloa, Cam? There it is, ready, ready, ready to go. Yeah, ready to go, mate. So I'll get you guys, Kit. No hey, doubt. No I, doubt. I was just going to say, uh, my favorite color, as you can see, is black. So I see that. I see good. that. Yeah. We're good. We're good. Yep. No, I'll, I'll, get you, I'll get you guys, Kit. Definitely. Definitely. Well, Cam, once again, I want to be able to take the opportunity on behalf of all of our fans who have been watching the show, all of those rugby fans out there who will continue to watch it as this will go live or remain up, should I say, for about seven days for you to view it on all of our social media platforms. Recognize that uh, this is a pivotal moment in the change of rugby landscape, not only for the U.S., but for the world to hopefully have what will soon be announced by Major League Rugby, we hope that it will be a professional rugby team in the Pacific Islands. Cam, you have been an amazing guest. Do you have any final messages to share with our fans? Oh, I just keep up the good work, you guys. Um, the MLR rant, I love it. It's uh, such a good show, and uh, everybody in New Zealand likes it too. And uh, MLR itself is a, is a massive competition, and it's um, it's just going to get bigger and bigger. And, and just to the Hawaiian people, thank you for – the support and uh, the efforts and uh, really looking forward to uh, to winning MLR 2021. Right. And we're very, very excited for it as well. Again, Cam, thank you very much. One final message to our viewers that this has been brought to you in part with our social media partner, the World Rugby Hub. Make sure that you follow us on social media at the MLR Rant for further updates and ongoings related to this Hawaii team, the Kanaloa Hawaii team. And plus, of course, much more around the league from myself, Ty Braga, Rob Hammerschmidt, and on behalf of Scott Ferrara, thank you for watching the MLR Rant Podcast Show. Cheers, Cam. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.